You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rain Roberts. I've been reading Joyu, a festive space opera novella, uh, which is a prequel to my novel, Musketeer Space. This will be the final chapter. It's also the final Sheep Might Fly episode for the year. I'll be taking a short break and I will be back sometime in January with the audio version of the uh, three years later sequel to Castle Charming. Uh, if you've read all of Castle Charming, I did a Kickstarter early this year and I, yeah, I wrote a sequel novella featuring a wedding, which I was very much excited to share with all my Kickstarter backers. But now I get to do the audio version for you, my listeners. Uh, after that, in February, I am likely to be doing a new story involving dragons. And I'll let you know if my other sheep might fly plans uh, next year. I am seriously still thinking of embarking on the massive, massive task that would be all of Musketeer Space as a podcast. Uh, it would be over a year's commitment. I would love to hear from you listeners if you feel that. Um, you know, if you like the current format of Sheep Might Fly, if you feel that me reading a whole novel over 60 weeks uh, would be disruptive for you or would be an enjoyable feature of the podcast, uh, if I was to abandon the shorter stories for a while and just go full novel, I don't know. I, you're the listeners. I want to know what you think because I am still in two minds. I mean, I know I want to do it, but do I want to do it as part of Sheep Might Fly? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. I have learned that I really like reading The Musketeers and I want to reread a novel that I wrote and this is a way for me to do it. Anyway, uh, get in touch by Twitter or any other way you can contact me. I'm quite easy to find. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, now we will move on to the final, slightly shorter chapter of Joy. Thanks so much for sticking with me during this story. Chapter 7. Joyu for family. Porthos awoke to the smell of brandy and green leaves, of coffee and sweet rolls, and a strange plummy flavour to the air that made no sense at all. Her door slid open for a moment, making the smells more intense. Your friends are crazy, Bonnie informed her. There's a cake in the oven. Take it out when the timer goes. I'm going to church. Porthos rose up on her elbows. Happy joyeux, she ventured. She hadn't realised that Bonnie had returned from her family visit, but it was good to have her back. Yeah, yeah, muttered Bonnie. And a jolly new year to you too. Maybe the joyeux elves will leave you some new friends in your stocking, because have I mentioned your current ones? Are crazy. All I want for joy you is you, Porthos sang at her. She could hear voices in the other room, but she took her time about dressing for the day. It might as well be her uniform, since she had a duty shift in the afternoon, but she paired it with a festive wig and some sparkling gold earrings, because what was the point of life without making an effort on festive occasions? What's all this? she asked as she stepped out into her living room, to be faced with a tree, of all things, green and bushy, 
set in the middle of the floor where her favourite armchair used to be. It was half decorated with sparkly baubles, stars and a long dangling thread of candied popcorn. Porthos blinked and stared at it. The tree is my joyeux present to you, Aramis called out from somewhere behind the tree. And my joyeux present to Athos is choosing to do this here instead of in his apartment. Much appreciated, said a grave voice from somewhere near the floor. Porthos looked down and saw Athos bending over the end of the popcorn thread with deep concentration, apparently threading new pieces on with a needle. It's a tree, said Porthos, in case neither of them had noticed. I've been reading up on winterlight traditions, said Aramis, and I thought this was a nice one we could borrow. She ruffled Athos's hair. By putting a sparkly tree in my apartment, Porthos asked, just to be clear. Maybe. Porthos shrugged. If you can't beat them, join them. Okay, but I'm having cake for breakfast. She was pretty sure that wasn't a joyeux or a winterlight tradition, but she was a big believer of making her own. Also, don't think this gets you out of paying us 50 credits each. She extended her fist to Athos, who bumped it solemnly with his own. Of all the mistakes we have made this year, sleeping together was not one of them, he agreed and then turned his face very quickly back down to the popcorn as if trying to stop himself volunteering further information. So, said Porthos, summoning up as much false cheer as she could, fake it till you make it. When does the drinking start? Everyone else has been celebrating for days and we have a week of festive bullshit to catch up on. Way ahead of you, said Athos, picking up a glass of red wine from beside him on the floor and saluting her with it. There's champagne and cake in the kitchen, Aramis called behind her, as she headed in that general direction. Bonnie says she'll be home later, so this is my only chance to cook for you all. Porthos and Athos exchanged an alarmed expression. Please don't cook anything, Porthos called after her. Come put the star on the tree and we'll print as much food as we need. Nice, freshly printed food. Paris satellite doesn't deserve to be satellite twice in two days. Aramis hovered at the doorway, frowning reluctantly. Can I play joyeux carols if I'm not allowed to cook? God, no, said Athos, at the same time that Porthos said, If you must. Aramis's smile lit up the room, and she began to fiddle with the sound system in the wall. There will be dancing, she informed them both. I hate you all, and also, I hate joyeux. Athos replied, fixing his attention firmly to the popcorn. Porthos grinned at them both, glad to have them here. Best joyeux ever. Mr. Linton Grey lay on the narrow bunk in the solitary cell, deep in the bowels of the armoury. He was exactly where he needed to be, exactly where he had expected to be on the final day of Joyeux. It was restful after his busy week. He was not thinking of the musketeers who had arrested him, or one musketeer in particular. That could wait. He excelled at many things, but nothing so much as the long game. 
Revenge was a slow burn that had lived inside him for a long time. He could wait longer. The cell door opened and a woman stepped in. She wore a bright emerald flight suit, though her long fall of shiny black hair suggested she was no pilot. She had a long, prominent scar slashing through one eye. I wasn't expecting a roommate, Grey observed. Thanks for the offer, but I have much more comfortable lodgings available, she said, dropping onto the foot of his bed as if they were friends. Brought you a care package from a mutual friend. She tossed a small bag to him. There were clothes inside and a clamshell tablet, a flask of something that smelled festive and a block of expensive chocolate. Mary Joyeux, he said, not entirely sarcastic. Isn't she thoughtful, our mutual employer? I'm Ro, said the maybe-not pilot, holding out a hand. After a moment, Grey held out his own, and they shook. We'll be working together soon, I expect, for the breakout, at the least. Grey bit into the chocolate. When is that scheduled? It'll take us a little while to arrange a suitable body before we can stage a convincing death in custody and her indoors would prefer it to be after a decent interval. A couple of weeks, perhaps. I can restrain myself from making my own escape arrangements for a couple of weeks, Grey agreed. Rose stared at him with undisguised curiosity. Is it true you can change your face? He ran his hands over the distinguished but bland Linton features that he had never grown entirely used to. Holographic mask, acquired on the black market. It's bonded to my DNA, so no one's getting it off me unless I'm dead. I'll have to remember that if I ever come across your dead body, Roe murmured. Oh, he liked her. Want to see? Her smile was surprisingly warm. There are no active cam feeds on this floor for the next hour? It wasn't a holographic mask, but the excuse had worked so far for all his previous employers. The Cardinal, and he rather liked the idea of referring to their mutual employer as her indoors, he'd remember that, had shown no sign that she had any other theories as to how he was able to change his facial features so distinctly. Grey allowed the Linton face to fall away in favour of the one he used most often. Since he was showing off, he let his hair melt into the shade he had always preferred, the silver blonde that looked so jarring and effective with his youthful face. Oh, breathed Roe, leaning back rather than forward. Interesting reaction. He collected it as he did every little piece he was learning about her. If they were to work together, he needed to know this woman inside and out. Good cheekbones, she said, after a thoughtful moment. Thank you, he said politely. I've put a lot of work into them. This is going to make faking your death so much easier. Obviously. What should I call you? Once we've killed off Linton Grey. He smiled at her, making the most of the charm and handsomeness 
that belonged to this face. He had used this face as a weapon since he first insinuated himself among the humans and claimed his first victim. If we're to be friends, sweetness, you can call me my lord. Thank you for listening to Sheep Might Fly. Uh, if you want to know what happens next to the Musketeers six months later, uh, you can read the Musketeer Space novel, uh, which is available in both hardback and ebook for sale on various platforms. You can download it automatically as part of your membership if you sign up to join my Patreon this month. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, I am seriously thinking of doing the full audio right here on Sheet Might Fly, and I would love to hear from you if that is something you would like to hear. In the meantime, please have a Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, if you celebrate any of those things. Otherwise, just enjoy a well-earned collapse at the end of the year as we bid farewell to 2020 and look ahead into what really has to be a brighter future. I will see you in January with Castle Ever After. See you then. Bye-bye.